<laughs> Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Monday, oh, July 18th. We most of the time do ag-based podcasting, but it's that time of year whenever everybody's getting close, if you're a high schooler, to going back and starting what we used to call two-a-days for fall <laughs> high school football. I've been informed by my old buddy Mitch Murphy from Iowa Central Community College that two-a-days are a thing of the past. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, you can't you can't really do them at the high school level. You can't do them at the college level anymore. Those are those days are gone. Well, I'm uh, 23 years removed from my last two a day, and by golly, whenever it's going to be ni- high 90s all all week this week, I'm glad because I'm an old chubby fat kid now. So, joining me today is Todd Black from Harlan, Iowa. We have uh, pretty good viewership across the USA and Canada. And not everybody would know you by name, but Todd is the head co- football coach at Harlan Community Schools, and his dad, uh, Kurt Black, was yep. the legendary coach. Probably if you have ever put on a jersey in the state of Iowa, you're aware of the Harlan team tradition, amazing amount of success that you all have through the years. When compared against all other coaches nationally, Kurt Black ranked number 26 in the entire United States at 422 wins and 66 losses. 66 losses in 42 years. Are you kidding me? That includes the playoffs. Your winning percentage was 87%, 37 playoff appearances. Your dad, Kurt, had 11 state championships, and you had your most recent state championship. Your first was in the fall of 2021. And along with those uh, 12 combined state championships, you guys have also had nine runner-ups. Just amazing. 21 times, either champion or runner-up since 1978. Wow. When did your dad start coaching at Harlan? Actually, he started coaching wrestling back in 1967. That was the first sport he coached. They didn't, they didn't want him on the football staff uh, in 1967. He was able to get on in 1968. And then he took over being the head coach in 1978. He was head coach uh, solely up until 2018. And then we did it together in 2019. And then uh, he stepped down. Coach Blatt, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to bet you $10 that you can't remember all the years that you guys won the Iowa State Championship. So go ahead and see if you can get her done. Go! 72, 82, 83, 84, 93, 95, 97, 98, 2002, 3, or 3, 4, 5, 2009, 2021. Whoa! Well, I'm glad that I didn't bet $100 because that's the quickest $10 I've ever lost. I mean, you guys are in the system. I, I imagine that what I'm about to say is... What you don't like the most about it is all these runner-ups that you had because yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment, too, just because, I mean, as we're talking about rural Iowa here. I mean, it's not like you're hooked into Omaha and they just got these pipeline of kids consistently that definitely would have world-class athletes. And then your state football runner-ups were in 1981, 1985, 1986, 1988, 1989, 1992, 2000, 2001, and 2020. So the last two years leading into this one, you've been runner-up 2020, state champion 2021. So from 2009 to 2020, you guys had just a little bit of a break from winning state championships or getting runner-up. Can How do you describe that? A roll in the
Yep. So, I mean, we had some really good teams in there. You know, we had a, we got knocked out by Josie Jewell in 2011. We, they were a darn good football team. We made it to the semis. We were hanging with them. That's a really good way to describe playing Josie Jewell is you got knocked out by them. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah guy, was, that guy was a monster. So even as good as Harlan is and Harlan's going to be, there's still world-class athletes that can come in and beat Harlan on their best day. So that's just a tip of the cap to Josie Jewell, who went on to be an All-American for the University of Iowa. I mean, I don't know if he went on to play in the pros, but he was a stud in college, so I can't imagine how good he was in high school. Yeah, he was a he was a difference maker out there, there's no doubt. I think there's three twenty six left in the third and then uh it just kinda kinda fell apart and he kinda took over the game at that point and uh we didn't make it any further. What did he play? Was he quarterback and linebacker? Uh well he kinda played wherever he wanted, actually. Sure. That was when my son was born. Uh I wasn't okay. I wasn't in a, in a, a total a great mindset. Uh, he just and he was in the hospital there and had some complications, and so uh, I went to the game. And right after the game, I just walked out in the parking lot and jumped in the first car that was going to Harlan. So, uh, gosh, I can't remember. I wasn't decor. I don't know why that's jumping out of my head. But I went ahead and looked it up as we've been as I was driving Todd and Josie Jewell was from Decor, Iowa. He's six two and two hundred and thirty six pounds. And I bet in high school he was just a monster. Just off the top of your head, could you list the top five or ten athletes over the course of you and your dad's career at, at Harlan Community School? Well, you'd have to probably go back into the eighties, eighty three. There was a we had an all American in Todd Coos and he was a small guy and sure. he might have went for track. He was he was a burner. And then Alan Patton, he played at Iowa State. Um Michael Berger, uh, he's a ninety four graduate, but ninety three was his Senior year, so he got a state title there. Uh, you know, Kevin Cruz was an amazing running back for us. You know, Sean Dorn, he's the one that doesn't get a whole lot of credit at quarterback, but he never lost a game as, as the starting quarterback. Over two years or three years? Uh, he was just two years. And, yep. uh, Joel Osborne would have won the, the championship before him. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's the head coach at Benedictine now. We had the two Hoke boys, um, Will McLaughlin, and then, uh, you know, we, we hope Aiden can live up to you know, some of the stuff that he's been uh, touted to uh, be able to accomplish this year. So, All right, I did look up this guy, Aiden Hall, a 6'2", 200-pound athlete. Uh, last season, he carried the ball 94 times for 777 yards, 17 rushing touchdowns, caught 32 passes for 755 yards. He also had seven receiving touchdowns. So, yeah. He's pretty much a stud. He'll play a little bit of slot receiver, tailback, safety, maybe even a little bit of corner. Um, he'll play kind of all over. He's just a, he's a very versatile dude. Uh, committed to Iowa. Very powerful kid. You're going to have a new fan this year because I'm going to check in on you guys now that you're telling me about your team. Plenty of following without me from uh, Central Iowa. But, it's all right. Uh, we'll take one more. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, you guys won in 97 and 98. Uh, you, you were a senior in 98, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. And when Todd Blatt laced him up and his dad was coaching, what positions were you on offense or defense? Played, I just played center. And back then, we I think we only had one person that played both ways. We were really platoon, and and uh, we had a lot of kids. You know, we had almost 100 kids out for football. Um, so we did a lot of platooning. Uh, didn't really share any athletes, and uh, – 
We had full scout teams on, on both ends. I think we only maybe did 10 plays a week of good on, you know, number ones on number ones. Yeah, sure. Didn't want them beating up on each other. Yep. Yep. Managing health and keeping guys healthy and whatnot. My sophomore year, I thought actually we were a better football team. Uh, we played Central Line Rock Rapids, George Little Rock up at their place on a extremely cold day. It was 28 degrees and raining. That's kind of why they moved the semifinal game into the dome. Was that that game back then? We had, it took us like seven hours to get home from the game. Uh, we ended up losing twenty to thirteen. Um, Roger Meyer was on that team. He was a fullback. He played uh, middle linebacker for Iowa back there in the early two thousands. Uh, I've got a little story about Central Line I want to talk to you about later. So go ahead with yours. We had that baby one. Um, we were on the. One yard line and, uh, Roger Meyer came through, hit the fullback right on the goal line. Ball squirted out and the next play they took it, the 85 or 88 yards. He, uh, Roger Meyer took it down, down our sideline and scored the game winning touchdown. It was tied 13 13 and then Roger Meyer did that. That's the heartbreaking defeat from one end, end zone to the other. A matter of play. Wow. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, I just have fun revisiting my football days from so long ago, and it's just two seasons. The amount of memories that you and your dad would have after coaching so many years, uh, it's just amazing. I'm sure there's some drawbacks of doing it just in terms of dealing with personalities, whether that be uh, your players or their parents sometimes can get a little, whatever, animated if their kids aren't getting the playing time that they want. Maybe maybe that doesn't happen to Harlem. Oh, I'm sure people have their opinions. That's okay. They're entitled to those. And, and uh, when it doesn't, when when things aren't going well, you know, everybody has a solution. So yeah, everybody's all American whenever you're rolling three state titles in a row or whatever it might have been. And I'm sure during that little lull in the action, uh, I'm sure there was some folks that thought they were the second coming of Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick, trying to give you pointers on what you can do different. Come on, man. Talking about the Blatt family here. What do you think about, at the very beginning, I assume that you and your dad are just really good coaches and you could have created some sort of domination in any state that you would have landed in. But if you had to pinpoint how to grow that tradition or your dad grew tradition at Harlan, is it just community involvement or is there something specific that you think helped build that year after year tradition of success? Tough to uh, tough to get a tangible on how to create sure. a winning society. Like I've had people that have coached here with us, you know, and they kind of just go, "You guys just focus on the little things." I think you know, there's some give and take. Football has to be fun. And everybody always remembers my dad as a uh, you know yeller and screamer on the sidelines and real intense on the game days, you know. But one thing they didn't get to see was his interactions on the you know, the day-to-day and, well, regular practice. And, you know, he'd like to goof around. One of my favorite stories, an offensive lineman, uh, Doug Chamberlain, defensive line. I think it was a DN, kept beating him across his face and, and making the play in the backfield. And uh, Doug comes back to the huddle, and he, my dad, he's just flustered. I mean, he is red. He is yelling. And he asked, uh, you know, what in the hell are you doing, Doc? And he goes, I don't know. I invited him inside, and he stayed too long. And my dad just busted out laughing, and everybody just rolling on the ground. 
And then we got to move on. <laughs> you know, we just, that was the end of it. You know, and those kind of situations that we had a lot of those. If there is a funny moment, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have a good time out there. But being very efficient with your um, expectations is probably the number one. Just about attention to detail. I mean, I'm just giving a personal experience. Our 98 team was 2-7. and seven. Playing with those guys, and then in my own senior year in 99, ended up being 8-4. and four. I thought, personally, that our junior year team probably had more talent. Way too many. Like, I think we had 25 penalties in one game against Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the small details of not uh, having a false start on a yeah. touchdown scoring play. Things, the small little details between 98 and 99 made us a pathetic team in 98 and then a higher quality team in 99. And Coach Todd Blatt, I just want to acknowledge that I feel silly telling you about my 11 losses over my junior and senior year whenever Harlan goes a full decade in the 90s or the 2000s without losing a total of 11 games. Sheesh, you guys were studs. Still are. Everybody sees a head coach, whether it be you or your dad, uh, the way that you try to fire your players up on game day. It's the attention to detail in the off season, in the off days leading up to the game that make you clean and crisp. I'm sure you play some tight games. You have a lot of blowouts too, I'm sure, but pretty often you guys have been able to do it for so long together. The big thing that I want to you want to say it is, um, you know, uh, gosh, it's just so important. You never know when the play is going to matter the, the most in the game. So, give it your best. You know, we, that's all we want. If you can, if you can put your best out there, we'll let the chips fall where they may. You gotta gotta be willing to put your best foot out there. Playing in the dome would be a question I have for you. How do you guys prepare for the Dome? I mean, is it totally different than if you're getting ready to play a game in 30-degree temperatures in late October? Or uh, we got a big shed that we, we, we heat up to about 200 degrees, and then we go practice in that. Really? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just got roasted by Todd Black. You got me. Ah. Oh, it's loud. It's tough. It's a... It's a it's a really unique environment, you know. That might not uh, be very favorable to some of those uh, more helicopter parents if they were having their kids uh, practice in a 200-degree building. <laughs> <laughs> Through your career outside of Harlan, I mean, who do you look up to or respect in terms of program and tradition? There's a lot of good coaches around, you know. I always liked the way Bob Howard was. I just remember Merv Habernack was my... Uh, Shrine Bowl coach. He was, he was, a, he was a card back yeah. uh Merv was uh, Bettendorf. Bob Howard, you know, he was at, uh, he was the Savage Cobras over in Sigourney. Uh, won a couple okay. titles there with the single wing. And, um, you know, but I would, I would go back to getting the opportunity to watch my dad and, and, um, you know, all the coaches he had around him were, were all head coaches. They just, uh, you know, they just coached with my dad. You know, that was a luxury he had. So Through Kurt's career, he generally had the same coaching staff throughout? It was pretty much the same guys. Yep. That's awesome when you can have continuity like that. Uh, what do you think your dad's legacy is? Is it more about the wins or more about the the young lives that he developed and taught structure and discipline to? 